This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Good afternoon, I'm Stuart Finlay. Welcome to the Life Study Program on Free FM 89.0. Life Study of the Bible is produced by Living Stream Ministry, Anaheim, California, and brought to you by the Church in Hamilton. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21 year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. Today it's Ed Marks with Witness Lee with our program in the Life Study of the Gospel of John. The title is The Need of the Dead, Life's Resurrecting. The verses are John chapter 11 verses 1 to 57. If you'd like to contact us, our telephone number is Hamilton 853 2620, which we will repeat again later. Now here's Ed and Witness Lee. This is the conclusion of a long section from John chapter 3 through John chapter 11 that shows us how Christ as the divine, eternal, uncreated life of God meets the need of every man's case. We saw in John 3 the need of the moral people, and the need of the moral people is life's regenerating. Then in John chapter 4 we see the need of the immoral is life satisfying. Then when we go on to the end of John chapter 4, we see the need of the dying for Christ as life to heal them. Then in John chapter 5, we have an impotent man, a powerless man. Well, the need of the powerless and the impotent is the enlivening of Christ as life. Then when we go on to John 6, we see the need of the hungry world. The whole world is hungry. And the need of the hungry world is for Christ as life to feed them with himself as their spiritual food. When we go on to John chapter 7, the setting there is a great religious feast. But in that feast, everybody is thirsty. And so the Lord cries out, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. This shows that the need of the thirsty is the quenching of Christ as life. Then we go on to chapter 8, and we see a person there under the bondage of sin. Well, the need of all people under the bondage of sin is for Christ as life to set them free from that bondage. Then we go on to John chapter 9 and 10, and we have a blind man who's in religion there. The need of the blind is for Christ as life to give them sight and to shepherd them out of all religious ritual and regulation into himself as the green pasture for them to feed upon, for them to rest in, and for them to be fully satisfied. Finally, we come to John chapter 11, the crowning chapter, the apex of Christ as life meeting the need of every man's case. Here we have the case of Lazarus, who is a dead man. Everyone who has not received Christ as life is dead in trespasses and sins. The need of the dead people is for Christ to come into them so that they can experience life's resurrecting and can be alive and living 
with the life of Christ filling their entire being. Let's go to Witness Lee. Up to the end of chapter 10, the Lord Jesus deserted religion. Religion opposed him. Religion rejected him. Religion repudiated him. Eventually, he was forced to desert religion. He left the temple. He left the holy city. He left all the good, holy things in that religion. He deserted all of them. And he came to a new standing. Where is he? He is now outside of religion. Now, in his new standing, there's no religious element. All the elements of religion have been excluded. But, listen, chapter 11 serves a specific purpose to show us that beside the opposition of religion, there is the strongest frustration to life by uh, what? By the human opinions. Through all the foregoing chapters, the problem that life faced was not anything else but religion. Religion, religion, religion. In every chapter, the opposition there was religion. But in chapter 11, there is no more religion. But the frustration by the human opinion. If you check with me, brotherly, what is the main point that is revealed in chapter 11? I would say the main point is not the resurrection power of Christ to raise up Lazarus, but the human opinions that frustrate the resurrection life. In the foregoing ten chapters, Christ's life has been quite fully revealed, but at the same time, religion got more exposed. Now, in chapter 11, yes, Christ as the resurrection life has been unfolded, but at the same time, the human opinions, human opinions have been brought to the surface. Let me present it this way. The Lord is resurrection. The Lord is life. With him, or for him, no problem. There's no problem. Don't you believe? He is resurrection. And here you have death. Death to you is a problem, but death to Christ is not a problem. He is resurrection, and resurrection can overcome death and even swallow up death. No problem. But, listen to this, for the application of him as resurrection, there is the problem of human opinions. Human opinion. Ed, let's pause here for a moment. As we come to the resurrection life, we have two major frustrations presented to us. First, religion, and now human opinion, as we see vividly in this chapter. Can you give us a quick summary of the problem that religion causes life and our experience of life? Yes, we see in this section from John chapter 3 through John chapter 10, 
the frustration of religion and the opposition of religion to Christ as life. We've pointed out in previous programs that religion actually is a human invention where man tries to do things for God, to serve God, and to please God apart from the presence of God, which is the very Christ as the life-giving spirit. Uh, if we look through these chapters, we see in John chapter 3 that with Nicodemus, his religious concept frustrated his receiving a fresh revelation from the Lord on the need to be born again with Christ's life. He thought he needed more religious teachings to improve himself. But what he needed was not more religious teachings. He needed to be born again with the life of Christ. When we go to John chapter 4, we see that even with this sinful Samaritan woman, she had a religious concept and even questioned the Lord concerning the worship of God. What the Lord wants us to do is not to worship him in a particular physical place. It's by worshiping him in spirit and with him as the reality that we drink of him as the living water for our full satisfaction. Then when we're in John chapter 5, we see an impotent man. The Lord healed him on the Sabbath day and broke the religious ritual of the Judaistic scribes and Pharisees. They were very upset with this. This shows that the rules, regulations, and ordinances of religion are a frustration and an opposition to the Lord as life. Then in John chapter 6, we see that the Lord fed a great multitude of people. After he fed them, they said, this man is a great prophet. They wanted to make him a king. And this is the concept in religion. But the Lord withdrew from them because his desire is not to be a king outwardly according to the religious concept. He wants to be the bread of life to us for us to feast on him so that he can rule within us as a king so that we can reign in life with him over all our circumstances. Then when we come to John chapter 7, we see that there was a great religious feast. Although there was such a great feast, the people were dry. They were still thirsty. So the Lord cried out for them to drink of him as the living water. In John chapter 8, we see an adulterous woman uh, who was caught in the very act of adultery by the religious ones. Well, they wanted to condemn her. Religion always condemns according to its regulations. But the Lord Jesus, he's here not to condemn man, but to save man, to forgive man, and to free man from the bondage of sin. Finally, in John chapter 9 and 10, we see that the Lord gave sight to a blind man. And again, he did this on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees were incensed with him. They even excommunicated this blind man from their religion. The Lord unveiled in this chapter that his desire is to bring people out of the fold of religion into himself as the green pasture for their enjoyment. So all of this shows us the frustration of religion to life, the opposition to Christ as life, and how Christ's life wants to bring man out of all religion into the enjoyment of himself as life and life supply. Let's return to Witness Lee. The first time I saw the light of this chapter, I was laughing. I was not only excited, I was laughing. My, I never saw so many opinions in this chapter. Last rose, God's sake. Oh, don't you believe, please tell me, that the Lord Jesus knew this. 
Surely he knew it. And surely he was clear how to handle the situation. Strictly speaking, there's no need for Mother Mary to pray. They had to say, we don't need to pray, the Lord Jesus knows. If the Lord lacked Lazarus to be buried, let Lazarus be buried. It's up to him. But they sent the news to the Lord. The Lord was not moved. His heart was not moved. He still remained there for another two days. Listen to this. When the news came, Jesus' heart was not moved. But all the disciples' hearts were moved. <laughs> they all sympathized with Mary and They all would say, let's go. Let's go. All would move, but Jesus was not moved. They all got disappointed. They all got puzzled, perplexed. They made talk one with that. Why? Why? Didn't he love Lazarus? We saw how he loved him, but why this time he would not go? Why? They got puzzled. After they got quite down, no more talk, you know, after two days, the Lord Jesus out of a sudden told them, let us go to see Lazarus. My, right away you see the opinion. One of the disciples said, what? Are you going out to Judea? The Jews are going to kill you. Don't go. When the Lord would not go, they like to go. When the Lord was going, they say, don't go. The human opinion. Uh, then the Lord told them, <laughs> I'm going to uh, wake up Lazarus because he is sleeping there. Then they had a good opinion. Lord, if he is sleeping, no need for it to go. <laughs> <laughs> he will come by himself. You see the human opinion. Then the Lord Jesus told them, Lazarus had died. They didn't know what to say. <laughs> they saw the need, yet they were afraid of Jews' persecution. Then one of the disciples said, Okay, let us go with him to die. <laughs> Let's go and die with him. Right. <laughs> lots of opinions. Lots of talks. Okay, anyhow, the Lord Jesus went. He was really lonely. Not one was really with him. He went. First of all, Martha came. Good sister. She didn't say anything. And the Lord didn't say anything to her. Right away, she complained, Lord, if you were here, surely my brother would not have died. This was her opinion. Then the Lord told her, your brother will be raised up. Then she said, I know, Lord. He will be raised up in the last days. This is a good expounding of the Holy Word. And this fundamental expanding, this is human opinion. Ed, we just heard that human opinions and natural concepts can be a great frustration to the Lord. Could you say more about this? Yes, in this chapter we see that the Lord's desire was to come 
as the very resurrection life and resurrect the dead Lazarus. But then we see the frustration of human opinion to the Lord as resurrection life. In this chapter, we see the opinion of the disciples. We see the opinion of Martha, the opinion of Mary. We even see the opinion of the Jews who were sympathizing with Martha and Mary. All of these opinions were great frustration to the Lord as the resurrection life. In particular, I'd like us to consider the opinion of Martha. She came to the Lord and said, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But then Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. What he meant was, Now that I am here, your brother will rise again today. But Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. This was her opinion. And this was a frustration to the Lord. And the Lord tried to get through with her. So he said to her something marvelous. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes into me, even if he should die, shall live. And Mary's response to him when the Lord said to her, Do you believe this? Instead of saying, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the resurrection. She said, Yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, he who comes into the world. This had nothing to do with what the Lord said to her. Again, she expressed her human opinion according to her religious concept and her religious knowledge. We have to see that our opinions come out of the religious concepts we have. And this is an opposition and a frustration to the Lord operating in our situations and circumstances to be resurrection life to us. If we go to Revelation 3, we see the Lord writing his epistle to the church in Laodicea. Laodicea, the name Laodicea, means the opinion of the people. We know that those in Laodicea had a lot of biblical knowledge of doctrines. This caused them to be lukewarm. This caused them to be poor in the experience of Christ as life. And this caused them to be full of opinions. Here we see that human opinion is a great frustration to the Lord operating in the church as the resurrection life to build up the church for his expression. Let's return to Witness Lee. Then the Lord Jesus said, Do you believe that I would raise him up? And she said, I have believed already. I have believed that you are the Son of God, you are Christ. I tell you, what she answered was absolutely not something asked by the Lord. She didn't hear what the Lord was talking about. She answered, and then she went away to tell Mary, come, the teacher asks you to be there. I couldn't find a word that the Lord asked. I don't believe that was a kind of self-opinion, assuming something. Then Mary came. Even the good Mary was not fully absent from opinion. And she said the same thing to the Lord. And eventually, you know, the Lord was so much bothered by these opinions. Then the Lord asked them where Lazarus is. And then they told the Lord Lazarus was there, and they said, come and see. That was really good. This opinion is the best. Come and see. Not only Mother Mary 
but also the Jews. They have their opinion. They talk a lot. And then the Lord came to the toe. And the Lord gave the word, remove the stone. Poor mother, even up to this point, she still would frustrate the Lord. She said, Lord, Lazarus had been there for four days. Now he should be stinking. What they use to remove the stone? The point is this. The Lord was clear about the situation. And he did have a purpose in that situation. And he knew what he had to do. But he couldn't do anything because he was frustrated by human opinions. He was frustrated by human opinions until the time came that the human opinion was subdued. Eventually, mother was subdued with certain amount of submission. Then, listen to this. Yes, the Lord has the resurrection life, resurrection power. But this resurrection power needs our cooperation. I would rather say, first say, submission. What is our submission? Our submission is just to give up our opinion. We submit to him, and we submit to his word, and we cooperate with him, and we coordinate with the resurrection power. Move the stone. Okay, we move. Submission and cooperation. Coordination. Then they remove the stone. It's quite meaningful. Why the Lord raised up the dead, yet would not remove the stone by himself? Because his resurrecting power needs our cooperation. And they move the stone. After they move the stone, the Lord called, Lazarus, come out. And he came out. After he came out, there was still the need of our cooperation. The Lord told the others, you know, pick off all the bandits from the resurrected Lazarus. And they did it. So this work of the resurrection power has been completed. I would call your attention, this resurrection power has been completed with human, what? Submission and cooperation. I say again, the major revelation in this chapter is not the resurrection power. It is the submission of the human opinions. It is the cooperation of the lovers of Jesus with his resurrection power. Ed, could you say more about the Lord asking his believers to move the stone from the tomb and to loose Lazarus from his grave clothes? This is a marvelous point in this life study message. The Lord, as resurrection life, needs our submission and cooperation. First of all, we have to submit to the Lord's word. 
To submit to the Lord's word means that we drop our religious doctrinal knowledge that forms an opinion which is a frustration to the Lord as resurrection life. We should simply say amen to the Lord's word. It's very interesting that to the church in Laodicea, which is the church of the opinion of the people, the one who writes to them is the amen. We need to say amen to the Lord's word. This is to submit to his word. Not only should we submit to his word, we need to cooperate with him as the resurrection life so he has the full way to operate within us and build up the church with himself as the resurrection life. He told his seekers around him, firstly, to remove the stone. If they didn't cooperate with his word to remove the stone, he has no way to resurrect the dead Lazarus. Then when he speaks his living, life-giving word, and tells Lazarus to come forth. Lazarus comes forth, but he still has his grave clothes on. Well, when the Lord speaks a life-giving word to us, many times we come out of our death situation, but we still are clothed with the vestiges of death, with the remnants of death. This is why we need the brothers and sisters. We need the members of the body of Christ, and the members of the body of Christ should cooperate with Christ as resurrection life, to come to those who are resurrected from their death situation, but who still have the remnants of death around them. So what the Lord told the ones around him was, loose him and let him go. And they took the grave clothes off of him. Well, our experience is that when we're dead, the Lord speaks the word to us to resurrect us. We still need the brothers and sisters. We need to meet with the members of the body of Christ. When we meet with them, when they fellowship with us in the way of life and they minister Christ as life to us, we are loosed from all the remnants of death and we are free to follow Christ, pursue Christ with those who cooperate with the Lord and enjoy Christ in resurrection. Amen. Thank you, Ed. Today we saw two matters. First, the only opposition our Lord met came from the Jewish religion. Religion opposed him, rejected him, repudiated him, and persecuted him. We also saw there was another kind of frustration in chapter 11 with Martha. Human opinions also frustrate the Lord's desire to be life to us. We're always happy to hear from you and to answer any questions you may have. We have copies of the recovery version of the New Testament with its accompanying footnotes available, and these are free. We'd love to send you a copy. You can call us on Hamilton 853-2620. Once again, 853-2620. Or you can order a free copy from Bibles for New Zealand at bfnz.org.nz. Their phone number is 0800 40 40 80. Join me again next week at the same time, 2.30pm, when we will have the next life study in the book of John. We close with the hymn, We Have an Inner Life, from the CD, I Love Thy Kingdom, Lord.
You're listening to Free FM 89.0, a great station supported by New Zealand On Air. We hope you've enjoyed today's life study program and thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.